What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 126 of the All Dolphins podcast. Today is Tuesday, November 14th. 2023, as you can see, the bottom of the screen, Hondo Carpenter is joining us. Good friend, good buddy from Las Vegas, which means, of course, he covers the Las Vegas Raiders. We will get to Hondo in a second, other than say hi. Um, as always, we will start off with honoring a player with a jersey number corresponding to the episode number, which is 26 in this case with the last two digits. And we're, I'm going to go with Lamar Smith because he was the star of the last Dolphin playoff victory, which sadly is all the way back to December 30th, 2000. Dude rushed for 209 yards, including the game-winning touchdown in overtime. And unfortunately, he had absolutely nothing left in, in the gas tank for the following week. When the Dolphins went out and played the Oakland Raiders uh, before Hondo was covering them and got smoked 27 to nothing. I'm trying to look up. Did, did Lamar Miller wear number 26? Lamar Miller also wore 26, holds the Dolphin record for longest run from scrimmage, 97 yards in a season finale. I, I want to like say Lamar got robbed. Well, you, you did, gave it to a Lamar. You, you gave it to a Lamar. I feel like Lamar Miller got robbed. Thousand yard back. I went on, had a decent career after he left Miami. Former University of Miami standout. Um, was groomed by Reggie Bush and ultimately replaced Reggie Bush. Um, what I loved about that era of backs is that each one taught one. So no matter who was there, and I, and I think it's still happening now with Raheem Mostert, where the young, the older backs are teaching the younger backs the way. I loved it. Okay, fair enough. But Omar, I want to point out again, it's not necessarily the best player who wore the jersey number. It's somebody who comes to mind and who we didn't discuss earlier. Hondo, aren't you loving this Dolphin history here? Oh, sorry. I think it's ridiculous that I'm the Raider guy. Nobody's brought up Jarvis. He's the best 26, period, end of discussion. You guys looking foolish. <laughs> um, okay. Jarvis Williams? Yes. That, what's he got to do with the Raiders? What am I missing here? Nothing, but he's the best number 26 oh. who's ever been awarded as a Dolphin. Okay. Is that what you were doing when we were talking? You had your head down. You were looking at number two. No, I was literally reading a text from a player. Sorry. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, Ooh, also, reading text from a player, that means you know the dysfunction going on behind the scenes. I uh, love that. Not only that, Hondo wrote, wrote a story, a great story with a ton of really great nuggets. Um, Sorry. Come on, Omar. You didn't come on. I don't even know how to turn my computer off from my phone. Like, what I, I didn't, didn't ask for here. Hondo uh, wrote a great story behind the scenes on the firing of Josh McDaniels a couple of weeks ago with a whole bunch of great nuggets. I highly, highly recommend everybody check it out to get an idea of what the Dolphins are going to be. Tell facing. us where to find it and then tell us the story because I, I don't know. I've, I've heard so many things 
but I don't know what is the truth. And having dealt with players, I used to run I Am Athletes, so I dealt with a lot of former Denver Broncos who were part of Josh McDaniel's dysfunctional situation in Denver. They were not fans of his. They knew he was going to have a failed tenure um, wherever he ended up, and, and, and this was before he, he ended up with the Raiders. But, I mean, was it as bad as people are saying it was? No, and I'm going to be honest. I'm friends with Josh, and uh, he was an absolute um, egomaniac in Denver. It failed because of him. He was not that way here. The okay. players did not hate him in the least bit. He did not lose the locker room. In fact, Raider fans have been angry with me <clears throat> because I won't say he lost the locker room. <clears throat> and Friday, I had four different players. Well, not just Friday, but over the weekend, four different players tell me, thank you for being truthful in the face of fans being mad at you. He he didn't lose us. We don't hate him. We don't wish him ill will. He came here. He was different. He listened. They had a meeting on the Thursday before the Lions game, um, the Thursday before he got fired. That would have never happened in New England. Um, he just was so much into the process, the process, the process, that there was no joy in it. <clears throat> and it had to come to an end. And it did mercifully. And, you know, a week before he gets fired, I'm telling fans, 95% chance he's not going to be fired this year. Um, I'm only saying 95 because you never say 100 in the National Football League. The owner had told him he wasn't getting fired. We'd been told that. and uh, But it just got to the point on Monday night in, in, in Detroit that the, the owner watched his team and there was no fun. There was no joy. Again, nobody hated Josh. Nobody turned on him. Nobody said, you got to fire him. It was just there was no fun in it. It, it was all institutional. And the Raiders made the call, and it was it was a good it was the right decision. And this Raider team is playing unbelievably well right now. Well, why? Except, why hold, on, hold, hold on, Omar. Here's the thing, though. How much of that? And I, I brought this up to Omar yesterday on the podcast. It's how much of that is? Yeah, they're playing looser right now, but also the two teams they beat under Antonio Pierce are the Giants and the Jets. Both games at home. Well, I would throw the Giants away because if they were arrested for being an NFL team, they don't have evidence to convict themselves. But if you look at the Jets and look at that defense, look at what they've done to all the top quarterbacks they have faced, the offense is ridiculous. The defense is one of the top two defenses in all the National Football League. So I, I, I think – the Jets game is, a, first of all, you never apologize for any win in the NFL. If you're going to do that, then the, the, the Dolphins need to apologize for a few. And number two, no, and, but I don't think you do. But number two, I, I, I think you could set aside the Giants and say, you know, the Giants, if they were a college team, would have scheduled themselves for an inter-squad scrimmage for homecoming. But um, the Jets, are, are, are that's a legit defense. Yes. With legit offensive weapons. Again, the quarterback plays so bad, but that's a legitimate win. And I think what you're seeing right now from the Raiders is this has never been a team void of talent. Um, I said before the season, I expected them to go nine and eight. I'd expect, you know, they could have maybe stole one. And if they had made this change quicker, you look back at Pittsburgh, you look back at um, the Bears, 
and there's one other one I don't remember. Oh, in, in the Bolts in L.A., they would have won all three of those games, so they would have been a playoff team. Um, this team is playing loose. They're playing with house money. They're very disciplined, extremely disciplined, much more disciplined than when Josh McDaniels is here, yet they're loose. And uh, they're playing with vengeance and vigor and valor, and it's they're they're fun to watch. Well, well, how could you say that somebody needed to be fired when their team is clearly? And I get it; it's an interim coach, it's a guy that everybody likes, in Antonio Pierce. But they're playing with a different energy, different vigor to them. And why couldn't Josh McDaniels get that out of his team? That's a great question, and I'll and I'll answer it to you this way. Um, if he if Josh would have lost the New England Patriot game, he would have been fired. And I told everyone that two was the biggest game. Tenure, of- two years into his tenure as head man, GM, person who picks the groceries and builds a team, two years in? Yes. So I told everyone he would have been fired after. The, I, I didn't tell him that he had been fired. I told all of Raider Nation. This is going to be the biggest game of his career this year. I said, if they go on an improbable Super Bowl run, the Pats game is still the biggest. Because I I knew if he loses then, he would have been equal to a terrible New England team, and it would have been the end. But he won, and all the assurances were made. Now, here's where I'm going with this. So one of the best players on the team texts me after the win and said, so happy we got this for Josh. And they all thought his tenseness was because of the losing. Okay. And then on Wednesday, I'm talking to this player, and he says to me, man, I don't get that guy. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, I love him. Good guy. He says, but there's no joy. He just beat one when all the pressure's there. We've been losing. And whether you win or lose, he's the same guy. Got to stick to the process. Got to stick to the process. I'll say this. I had one player said to me, I don't even think he smiles when he has sex. I mean, it's just the process, the process, the process, the process. You got to perform when you have sex. You got to be locked in and focused now. I know. But the point was, is this player went on and said to me, You know, nobody likes players who just play for the money. And I think the three of us as journalists would agree with that. Yes. He said, so those of us that love it, every single play, we're risking our lives. Look at DeMar Hamlin. Look at CTE, all of this. If there's no joy in it, it becomes institutionalized. And I had a player tell it to me this way, and I think you guys will really appreciate this. He had a friend whose dad went to prison while his mom was pregnant with him. And several decades later, dad gets out of prison and had no idea how to relate in the real world because he had been institutionalized. And I believe, and, and the player said this, I believe that Josh McDaniels was so institutionalized in the Bill Belichick system that even though guys liked him and guys, you know, respected him, there was no sense of of joy. I don't think he was able to have fun and be a coach. And that ultimately is why Mark Davis made the change. Sounds like a former Miami Dolphins head coach of not too long ago, doesn't it, Omar? 
Yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny that, you know, we bring those up and there are some parallels there. I, I personally believe that the Belichick tree is dead. It, the fruit of it is is generally rotten. And I think everybody understands that. Um, Brian Flores, I won't say he lost the locker room. He certainly lost the quarterback, but he did not lose the locker room. But the joy was sucked out of the building and they didn't enjoy coming to work. Whereas now you're looking at the situation and they love coming to work. They love playing for Mike McDaniel. But I also think that that runs its course. The player-friendly coach also runs its course. What? What? Can you I, I? You made a great point. I'd like to address real quick. Uh, two things. Number one, I'm not going to say who, but Alan will tell you there are people in the executive part of the Miami Dolphins building that I know personally as, as my friends, and I can tell you with Brian Flores when he was there, um, there were a lot of people that felt he was extremely selfish. It was all about Brian. And, and, and so that to me, I, 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 I don't think that Josh was that way, but I want to say this, this is where Antonio Pierce is really fascinating to me. Um, he is an ass chewer and he is a player's coach who's extremely demanding. Those are hard to find. John Madden was that way. Andy Reid was that way. Now, I'm not saying that's Antonio Pierce. We're only two games in. But two games in, every indication is he's that kind of guy. Zero tolerance for stupidity. Zero tolerance for repetitive mistakes. But a player's guy. I think that that's what's really interesting to me. Yeah, I, they always want the player's coach until the player's coach can't give you the X's and O's that you need to mm. win games and strategize and correct and fix things. What makes you confident that Antonio uh, uh, Antonio Pierce has that capability and also has the staff that he needs to adjust when teams finally figure out what he's about and what he's doing? Good question. Did I say Antonio Smith earlier? I don't know. No, no, I didn't think I did. Okay, good. But I have a I friend named Antonio over Smith. You when you said, so when you said Antonio Pierce, I want to make sure I did. First of all, I don't know that he does. Um, he's on a 10 week interview, and two weeks in, he's got an A. Um, I, I'm starting to see this that I think he may. There's a lot of Rich Passaccia in him who should have got the job when Rich Passaccia got fired. Mm -hmm. Um, I like his ability to handle the media. I love the way that he handles his stars. You know, Jimmy Johnson once said to me, I treat everyone the same, just different. And you have to treat your stars different. They earn that. Um, but at the same time, he's not afraid to chew a star. Um, I like the way he likes, he lets his coaches coach. I'll, I'll let you in the locker room a little bit. He told the guys, we're not going to make this about me. This is about players. I played the game. You're the ones taking the risk. I'm, I'm not going to ask you to play for me. I want you to play for yourselves. Yeah, man. Amen. And now everybody's talking about we want to get him the job. He is a, is a very good leader. He's accountable. Um, I'm going to share something with you that I haven't even broke to our reporters. I don't know when you publish this podcast, but I hope it's after I'm able to report this to the um, Raider Nation. But 
he went into practice this morning and the very first thing he did was apologize about every coaching error that he felt he made on Sunday. Everyone. And there was a few. And he held himself accountable and said, listen, I can't hold you to this standard, not hold me to this standard. Now, Josh McDaniels, to his credit, did the same thing, but not like Antonio did it. He was pissed. He was mad. He's like, you guys have a right to expect me that I make every decision correctly because mm-hmm. my decisions, I'm not getting hit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really spirited. The guys were – when I got a couple of texts, it was pretty fascinating. And so one of the things that I like about him is the ability to put his arm around your shoulder and his boot in your ass. And I think you can't be a Josh McDaniels and you can't just be a player coach. There has to be a medium there. And the next thing that I really like is he's in that locker room all the time. He's playing in the players' role. locker room? A head coach? Yep. yep. That violates all kinds of rules. No, it doesn't. They 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 love him. And he's and it, he's not in there spending hours, but he's walking through asking guys, hey. How was your daughter's birthday? Hey, uh, how's your mama feeling? Um, hey, I watched the film again. I really liked when you did. He's just personable. And then when he's not up there, and I'm not trying to imply he's there all the time. That's their spot. They want him in there, though, by the way. But when he does go through, his door is always open. So guys are walking in, you know, talking about, man, I'm having some trouble with my wife. Or, hey, a rookie coach, how do you handle when you got X tickets and this many people want to come? I mean, he, he is, he, he's, they know he was a player, but again, he's not afraid to also say, you need to come up to my office and shut the door and say, we're going to look at some film together. Okay. Um, I'm going to cut you off here. We're going to get, get some, some, let's get away from the coaching situation. We kind of like touched on it. Uh, very sure. thorough. Okay, so now that if you look at the, at the Raiders personnel, why was Jimmy Garoppolo such a flop to the point where now, even if he's healthy, they're going with Aiden O'Connell at quarterback? First of all, he's been hurt, and not you're hurt. not going to play this position injured. And number two, um, what wasn't injured, he's often injured. So, um, I, I first of all, I like Jimmy. Time into this big contract, Jesus. Listen, I've got an article coming soon entitled "How Dave Ziegler Could Have Saved the Raiders." He was the Raiders general manager who just got fired, and I'm going to give you ten things where Josh McDaniels overruled them, and one of them was he did not want Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Um, so Jimmy was always hurt. And was injured anyways, but was always hurt, number one. Number two, Josh's system was extremely complicated. And when they didn't have personnel to do something, he still just did it. Whereas now Antonio Pierce has gone to Bo Hardegree and said, I expect you to call. This is where I want to go. And the way I expect you to get there is calling it with the players we have doing what they can do. Gee, that's a novel idea. And, um, you know, sometimes, some you know, when you have Tom Brady, there's a lot you can do. 
Well, they don't have Tom Brady. And, and you guys mentioned it earlier, and I, and I wrote this. A lot of NFL owners have been deceived by the Patriot way. But with Bill Belichick about to get fired, Josh McDaniels fired, I think we now realize the Patriot way is dead. It was the Tom Brady way, and Tom's not coming back. Absolutely. But, but he is there, part of the order, uh, Raiders organization. Um, you don't think that Tom could have saved Josh or absolutely he could have. Yep, hundred percent. So he had 100%. to be on board he could have... with this. I'm sorry, sir. So he had to be on board with this that, that Josh was gonna get whacked. Um, I would I all I will say is I have reported he was aware, yes. Interesting. Okay. Uh so so what what should we know about this Aiden O'Connell? Um, First of all, he's got a cannon. He can make any throw. He hasn't had to make a ton of them. And remember, he was third string, so he didn't get a lot of – and he was drafted, so it wasn't like he had all the OTAs in the mini camps. Um, So he's still building rapport with receivers, but he can make any throw, and he gets the ball out. If you look back against the Jets, first half, he held the ball way too long. But he will get the ball out, and he'll make the throws. And with Josh uh, Jacobs, who's the NFL, returning NFL leading rusher, he will audibleize into things. Now, I have said this several times. The first two games, they asked him to manage the game, and he did a very good job. Playing Miami, he's going to have to go out and score points. He's going to have to, especially the Chiefs games, they have two left with them. But this Miami game, I think he's going to have to score some points. He's going to have to be a little bit more aggressive. Now, that's not him. That's the offensive play calling. And so I think he can do it. He's still a rook. And so I tell you, we all expect the same thing this weekend. You guys are going to send the house. And you're going to bring pressure. And you're going to load the box and and have him beat you with his arm. I think he can do it. I think the game's going to be an interesting game. I think Miami wins. I think if you guys played this 10 times, you win seven. But still, that's a that that's a puncher's chance. I still think you're the better team. I'm not disrespecting the Dolphins whatsoever. Yeah. But this is a team that could I would not be surprised with a win, but I still expect the Dolphins to win. What I find disturbing about this game, um, and I know it's Miami at home, but the line is 12 and just keeps growing. And obviously you're coming off a two-win Raiders team. Um, that just made a head coaching change. And I get it. You're going to come back down to earth a little bit. Um, But 12 points. um, Are you comfortable with that line? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Uh, if I was, if I don't bet because as a journalist, in Vegas, you don't sport, bet. Okay. Well, you're going to pull well, your journalist you, card. As a journalist, I don't bet. I just think I don't ever want to put myself in a position where my coverage will be dictated, even if I don't realize it. I'm, I'm, I'm anal about it. I think it's integrity. 
I love to play poker, but um, with that being said, if I was a better, I'm taking Vegas in the points all day long in this game. Listen, I think the Dolphins are phenomenal. I think McDaniels does such a good job. Do I think they're what some people think they are? No. Do I think they're a Super Bowl team? Not close. But I think they're a definite playoff team. I think they're super talented. They're fun. They score a lot of points. But I think you guys have some flaws that have yet to be exposed. I'm going to share a couple with them. Please do share um, this. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I, I love Tua. I love the man. I love the talent. But I think that Tua is a guy that you can you can pounce on and you can hit. And the Raiders are coming. Josh, Max Crosby's not been stopped all year long. He's going to be in his face all day long. They're going to bring some little unique blitzes. They're going to, to say to Tua, we respect you. You got some great receivers. You're a great team. You're a great organization. You're well coached. But we're going to come and we're going to be physical. If, if you the think Raiders the right are coming answer, looking for a street fight. If you and think the I'm, right answer right is answer. to be a blitzing and aggressive and attacking Tua, he's going to carve you apart. Well, and, I agree. But if you get to him, you can't complete a pass when you're laying on your ass. And you can't complete a pass if you get hit enough that, that, that you're a person who's shown a propensity for injury. Okay. So you're absolutely right. Here, though. Great strategy in theory. You still got to execute. Well, but here's the whole point. If you lay back, he's going to kill you. He's, he's, he's too good of a thrower. He's too accurate. And your receivers are going to get open. So you have an option. You're good. You're, they're going to score. So the only way you know that you can beat them is beat them up and, and hope that he's able to need a break. And because he's that good, I'm giving him all the respect in the world. So you say, wow, that's a big risk. Well, what the hell's the other risk? Sit back there and let him carve you up. I mean, but I mean, you don't have you got Max Crosby in a, a cast of dolphin discards. That that that's really what what you've got on that. Malik Reed, Adam Butler. Come on, that's that's not that's not gonna help you. That, that, well, it, I would challenge you that you probably need to watch the film. Because if you think John Jenkins and Adam Butler are just a couple of cast-offs that aren't doing anything, they are both playing exceptionally well and getting very high praise. Uh, just because your team doesn't want them. Look, my wife has an ex-husband, and guess what? I wanted her, and she's the best woman I've ever met. So I'd go back and watch before you make those comments. Because I like the, I like, both, I like they, could, they could use John Jenkins. Could, could yeah, I like John Jenkins now, but let, let's not pretend I know you like, like him, but I'm saying to act like they're nobodies because the Dolphins didn't want them. They're playing. I mean, go look at the Raider defense. It's among, you know, it's, it's very well graded among the NFL. This Raider defense is coming to fight. Uh but you're going to beat them. When the game's over, if Miami wins, and I think that you, I'm trying to say Miami so right. I say it, Miami, and everybody riffs me. Sorry. If Miami wins, you all know it's going to be with Tua's arm. Yeah. We all know it, and with the receiving yards. I get all that. I respect that. That's why I'm saying, though, the only, to stop him, you either have to outscore him, which is yeah. not the Raider offense, or you have to pound him. And, 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 and listen, I realize 
it's a crapshoot. The reason the house wins in Vegas is because they win most of the time, and so do the Dolphins. And they're not in Vegas. Now, uh, Hondo, let me ask you, uh, Amik Robertson, first of all, correct me if I'm wrong, from where I sit, he's the best – what the hell is that? He's the best Raiders DB, number one. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. And number two, saw him taking knee to the head Sunday night, was very quickly ruled out with a concussion. Is What's his status as far as you know? A couple of things. First of all, um, I, I don't know that I would call him the best. I would call him the most rounded. Okay. I'll give you an example. Marcus Peters is a much better defender aerially. He is a terrible defender against the rush. He'll just stand there and let you walk by him. But he's, when it comes to pass coverage, nobody's better than Marcus. Hold on. Hold on. Hondo, I have to interject here. Sorry. Do this this week when you speak to Marcus Peters. Ask him about his nightmares week two at Baltimore last year because he got roasted and toasted like nobody's business when the Dolphins came back. I'm sorry. Proceed. All right, so Marcus is the best through the air. There's nobody better than him. Um, Amik is the most well-rounded, but Jacorian Bennett, a rookie from Maryland, has been super good. Nate Hobbs has been very, very good. I think that they realize. Um, I think even more than than getting than getting to Tua, you can't let Tyreek Hill beat you. Now, we all know Tyreek's going to get his catches. We all know that. I think it's – we all know he's the second-best receiver in the NFL behind Devontae Adams, and I said that before Devontae was a Raider, and I believe that. Oh. Totally believe it. But I think Tyreek is a great player. I think they're going to show a couple of coverages that you've not seen from the Raiders or anyone else this week. Um, not going to get into the details, but I think they're going to do some things. They know he's going to get his catches. So – you don't anyone that says they're going to go into the game, we're going to shut down him. Well, you're an idiot. You don't shut him down. It's like asking my wife to go to the mall and spend nothing. You just hope you can limit it. Same principle. And and that's how they're going to approach Tyreek. And and but I I again I, I think Amik's the most well-rounded. Yes, he's in concussion protocol. I am hearing that if things continue to go as they are today, that yes, he will be playing, but that's not definitive whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Josh Jacobs. Obviously. Omar, Omar, can I interject real real quickly? And then and I'll let you go back and differ. I apologize, but I need to do this. Uh, Hondo, I'm going to agree with you 100% that Devon, Devontae Adams is the best route runner, most polished wide receiver. But when you factor in the explosion and the, the, the havoc that the speed creates to me, and I think Omar would back me on this, we'll, we'll take we'll take Tyree Kill as the top receiver in the NFL. But, we can both but, agree, though. They're both awesome, and we get Absolutely. paid to watch them. I, I've, I've never seen an athlete t- like Tyreek. I've seen a lot of Devontae Adams. Um, How old are you? I am 46. Okay. You you seen a, you seen a Tyreek Hill? Oh, yeah. Who? Yeah. Who? Who? Bo Jackson. No, not the same area. Quick not the same area. Uh-uh. Bo Jackson, Bo Jackson was fast. He was quick. Bo Jackson's the greatest athlete I have ever watched in my entire life. Agree, but I, I, I'll I agree with that. I will agree to disagree on, on the quickness. Pure speed, straight-ahead speed, completely with you. I mean, Tyreek Hill. You look at his speed and his body and the thing. Listen, Tyreek Hill. Now, listen, for any of your listeners, the guy's a phenomenal 
football player. I think he's going to end up in Canton. That's how good I think Tyreek Hill is. But with Bo Jackson, he had Tyreek's speed. He had the ability to cut on a dime and be right back to full speed again. But here was the difference. Tyreek ain't running over anybody. That's correct. I completely agree. Bo Jackson, if you – I remember one time I literally said to him, on this play, why did you run over that guy? Because I didn't feel like cutting. Okay. And he just – and so, again – Anybody in the discussion with Bo Jackson, we know is elite. So this isn't any disrespect. I just put Bo Jackson, the greatest athlete I've ever in my life. Yeah, I mean, Tyreek is probably the greatest athlete that I've ever seen. I would not pick Devontae Adams over him just because um, while Devontae has a lot of attributes and great route running, um, that speed and Tyreek is undefendable. I mean, you, the, you can you can double him as much as you want. He's still going to do damage. I think you can take Devontae Adams out the game with 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 co- rolling a coverage to him, having one either cornerback. I think will do a good job against Devontae Adams, especially with a little bit of help. And my question to you is: Is there anybody else other than Josh Jacobs on the Raiders' offense that can beat you? Oh yeah, I mean, if you've watched their games, Jacoby Myers playing like an All Pro. I mean, he's he's playing out of his mind right now. Um, they finally getting the tight ends involved, which has only happened in the last two weeks. Hunter Renfro, a former Pro Bowler, is their third wide receiver. Yeah, there is talent all over that Las Vegas Raiders offense. It's everywhere on that. I mean, the the, the offensive line is playing extremely well. Yeah, that Raider offense is the real deal. I I think this game comes down to two quick things. Can the how many points can the Raiders offense score? I think as great as the uh, Miami and I got it right, you know, Miami. We appreciate as great as that, that Miami offense is, I think that your defense can be your Achilles heel. <gasps> and so when you're going against teams that have a a, a great offense, I don't think the Raiders' offense is great. I'm not saying it is. Rookie I think it has a lot of talent that is yet to play their best game. So I think the thing is going to come down to the Raiders' offense has got to go score some points. I think the Raiders' D is – is I don't think they're going to you know give up 50 or 40 like I've seen some people say. But the Dolphins are going to score. It's just it's going to happen. And that offense is going to have to be clicking and go roll up the points. That, to me, is is the biggest key of the game, and they've got to spread it out. They just cannot make it a Devontae show or a Josh show. The more uh, – someone asked me on a national TV program this morning. I was doing a national TV show. They said, what's the one stat that if you see this statistic will tell you that the Las Vegas Raiders won on Sunday? And it's if Josh Jacobs goes for 125 – I think you got a great shot that that they won it because that means they, they kept the ball and they held it back. Do I think that's going to happen? No, because they're going to have to get points. And if Miami goes up big quick, Band of the run game. that takes Josh out of the game. And so the other thing I told you, the second thing, Dolphins need a big start. I'm going to give you a, a real quick reason why. This Raider team are scrappers and fighters. So you can't let them stick around because they're going to keep getting confidence. And if you go up big, we're okay. We can't afford to run. 
We got to throw. We got to get in a point. Now you've taken Josh Jacobs out of the game. So that's the big deal to me. Josh in the running game and Miami's ability to keep the Raiders uh, in a passing mode. You went back Miami. Yeah, you Miami. went back to Miami there, Hondo. Sorry. Hondo, do not underestimate the, the Dolphin defense, which I have told Omar by the end of this season – the Dolphin defense is going to carry this team more than the Dolphin offense. And, yes, I said that, and I'm sticking to it. I, uh, listen, I agree with you that it can be that. I just don't think it has been that. It played very well against KC. The, the defense was not the reason they oh, lost. Again, it played very well against the, against the Philadelphia Eagles. They have kept them in this game. They are right now ranked 12th on defense, and they are peaking, trending upward, especially with Jalen Ramsey back in that lineup. Yeah, I agree. Jalen Ramsey's a game changer. <laughs> Absolutely. So do you see what does Antonio Pierce have to do to not get Rich Basachiat and actually Ooh, that's great a, word, great word, Basachiat and, and actually that's a, earn that actually earn that job because you know the Raiders have done a great job of promoting former uh you know former interim coaches and assistants up to head coaching position. Um, so I don't think he's scared to do it. But what is what needs to be done for this team to actually be handed to Antonio Pierce? Great question. I think there's a couple underlying factors that I'll, I'll have to give you. Number one is who's making the decision. Um, Mark Davis has not been a person that has been comfortable making decisions. So does he listen to former players? Does he listen to friends? Does he listen to Tom Brady? Or does he listen to his gut? Now, the firing of Josh McDaniels, that was all him. And it was a breakout moment for him. So I think that's a big one. If if Antonio gets to 9-8, and eight, and I again, I expect losses to Miami and the two Kansas cities, that, that's eight losses right there. If they get to 9-8, and eight, if he does not hire Antonio Pierce, he is going to have a mutiny. I know he regrets not hiring Rich. So if he gets to nine and eight, I don't care who's involved in the process. I think Antonio gets the job. That's Hondo's opinion. Everyone I'm talking to, though, in the in in the in the process, is telling me we got to figure out who's making the decision first. Mm -hmm. I've heard some people say to me, if this person's making the decision or has Mark's ear, Antonio doesn't have a shot at all. I've heard other people say, if this guy's in his ear, he's going to get it now. And these are people who would who are knowledgeable. So again, I think he just get to nine and eight. You, and and I don't think he will have a mutiny of which he does not even remotely realize how big it would be if he didn't hire him. Let's say they don't get to nine, think, nine and eight. Do you think Harbaugh would interest Mark Davis? Um, I don't know of anybody in the NFL interested in Jim Harbaugh. He's like the ugly girl at the bar at two o'clock when they're closing down who basically will go home with anybody. And Jim Harbaugh has made it clear to everyone in the NFL, I wanted out for years. Nobody wants him. The Raiders, the Raiders didn't want him last time. I mean, at some point, you got to look in the mirror and say, I may feel like Cinderella, but I'm really Roseanne Barr. And, and now I'm also hearing a couple of other things. What you hearing? Um, what? What you hearing? Tell, tell me what you okay. hearing. 
Um, I'm hearing from a, a source inside the league that um, if you remember when Jim Tressel tried to make the jump to the NFL after his Ohio State troubles, they basically banned him. Um, they didn't ban him, but you know the suspension. That if Jim tries to make the jump to the league, the NFL is going to, if he has NCAA sanctions, the NFL is going to do the same thing to him that they did to Jim Tressel. Um, you you got to understand the NFL understands that college football is a free farm system. And they like that those players have to – listen, the NBA is very upset of all these kids coming in, getting all the money who aren't finished products. Do, do any of us think the NBA is a better league when players can jump after one year? No. It, and, and they always go to the LeBrons. Okay? Great players. But 99% of them fail. And why, you know what? Tell them, go three years to the G League, go three years to college. It'd make the NBA better. The NFL understands they are what they are because of college, and they're not looking to piss in, their, in the college bowl of Wheaties. And, and I think Jim will be hindered there. Mm -hmm. Well, Hondo, we definitely appreciate you joining us on the All Dolphins podcast. It was phenomenal and very educational. Um, we know you're not a betting man. I think that's a big mistake in Vegas, even though I, I, I honestly am, am not a betting man as well because I know I have a gambling problem. So um, Vegas would not be a good spot for me. Uh, so uh, thank you. Appreciate your time. Um, and we will catch up to you on Sunday. Guys, you're the best. I can't wait to see you in the press box on Sunday. All right. Talk to you later. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.